Welcome to the Brookwood Ministries podcast. Romans 12.2 teaches us that true change comes from having our thinking transformed by God. So for some practical advice, let's join the pastors of Brookwood Care Ministries and their guests in this care podcast series on creating revolution in your life. Hello and welcome to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. We are here with Nina Mitchell, and she is here again. to talk again uh, to talk to <laughs> us a little bit more about nutrition this time. So, uh, Nina, we uh, last time we were talking a little bit more about the the exercise side of things. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about the importance of nutrition uh, for yourself. Um, how how important is eating right uh, to your to your fitness goals or everyday life? Well, um, nutrition really impacts um, every aspect of your life, not just your workouts. Um, proper nutrition can help you sleep better. Proper nutrition can, um, for sure, help you perform better from an exercise standpoint. Um, proper nutrition helps you perform better in the workplace. It also helps you have longevity of life, can lessen your um, potential or risk for diseases um, and and other maladies that could come from our poor Western diet that we have. So there are m- many reasons why nutrition is important. And so if somebody is, again, starting the new year, I'm going to hit the gym, and, and let's say they make realistic um, smart fitness goals. Yeah, yeah smart they make goals. smart goals. What is a a good way to approach making changes to your nutrition or to your diet? I know a lot of people like to dive in, you know, go hard or go home and change everything all at one time. My experience has been that that is not successful in the long term. It has to be baby steps. For example, okay, my goal for the month of January will be no more sodas, I'll just have water. So you have one that you know that you can do instead of I'm changing my whole diet. I'm only going to have, you know, I'm going to have five fruits and vegetables a day. I'm only going to drink water. I'm not going to have any sugar. I'm done with my ice cream before bed. You know, and there's a million things that are, that need to change. And that's very challenging to change more than one thing in your food. Wait, you're not supposed to eat ice cream before going to bed? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Josh looked very sad. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'm like, well, maybe I can cut down to one sleeve of Oreos a day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? If you're having two and you cut back to one, that is a step in the right direction. So I would say, you know, you got to pick realistic, realistic goals that are achievable and doable for you. And I think we need to preface all this by, you know, going to your physician, you know, making sure that before you make any changes, you know, that you're under the care of a medical professional. But let's say that, let's say all is okay or average. Um, you just said a while ago that if you try to make wholesale changes, it doesn't work, that you should take baby steps. Why doesn't it work to, to do it all? Um, I think people can get overwhelmed. I think it's too much to do. We are, our society is very busy. So if you are normally a person that eats fast foods or you don't eat a complete meal to then say, okay, now I've got to have, um, a protein, a vegetable and a fat at, at every meal, 
and I've got to cook it. Then now you're talking about shopping in a different way, cooking mm-hmm. in a different way, and all kinds of things that require changes that can be ridiculously overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's no good. I, I would like to say back to your point about the doctor. Definitely go to the doctor and get a baseline for where you're starting, so that you know um, blood pressure or cholesterol, weight, that kind of that kind of thing. I would also caution against um, diet pills or nutritional supplements that say, oh, it'll help speed up your metabolism or, oh, it'll help do this or that or the other because oftentimes there are side effects that are not good for you. So it's mm-hmm. better to, to, to bypass those things. There isn't an easy fix. It's a slow, steady process, and you want to be able to take the steps and do the work and get the results that you want without having – something else have caused it and possibly cause further problems down the road, especially if you currently take medication. Then if Mm -hmm. you take something else and you haven't communicated to your doctor, there could be all sorts of bad things on the tail end of that. So, Yeah. In my opinion of that, now someone standing in front of me wouldn't take nutritional advice from me, but (laughs) since this is like a radio format, I can probably get away with it. say whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yes, I don't know. Um, one of the things that is, is my opinion, is part of nutrition that I learned when I did the Daniel plan is it changed the way I looked at food. In fact, it helped me identify what food was. I was eating a lot of things that actually wasn't food at all. Right. Mm. Um, so part of nutrition is taking out the things that are not natural, that are not from God. So when you're using those, some of those supplements and those magic bullet pills, Mm. you're reintroducing chemicals that are not natural Mm -hmm. into your body again. You know I mean? You're replacing one bad thing with something else that's not natural. Yep. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. So if if someone was coming to you for advice for nutrition, they're starting off the new year, what would be the, the, the first thing that you would tell them? Let's say, you know, they've gone to a doctor or physically, you know, they're fine, but they're going, you know what? just not feeling good and I want to start and if we're going to start with one thing what's the what would be the first nutritional thing that you would recommend I would probably have to ask questions first um what's the reason for doing that is Mm. it weight loss is it I'm not feeling good is it I can't sleep is it I think I have food allergies is it you know what's What's going on with you that is leading you to want to make a change in your nutritional eating habits? And then once I know that, then I could say, okay, well, what's a doable – tell me about your life. What is a doable change in your life? If you are a single mom with two kids and you're running around at night, what's a doable thing for you from a food perspective? You know, so I got to you kind of have to understand where people are. And if people are trying to come up with a plan for themselves, they need to go, Okay, where where am I with the food that I currently eat and what are realistic changes? One of the easiest things that people can do is drink more water. People don't drink enough water. So that is the easiest thing. It keeps you full. Your body is 90 percent water. I think it is something to that effect. I'll have to confirm that. Um helps with inflammation, helps clear your body out. So water is an easy, how much water do you drink? Oh, I don't drink. My father-in-law, 
My father-in-law drinks no water. He drinks diet soda. That's You're all You're aware he that he might hear this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Roland, I'm talking to you. Um, uh, called him out by name. <laughs> and so, yeah. He, li- he doesn't live here, so he's okay. not listening to it. Anyway, so I, like, I fear for his well-being because that's all he drinks. Hmm. Like, the level of caffeine is alarming to me, and that's all he drinks. He drinks no water. And it's frightening. Um, a lot of people also drink fruit juices. They think it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, I'm having apple juice. I'm having orange juice. I'm having whatever. But it still has a ton of sugar. Right. So that would be another easy thing. Instead of, you know, if you love o- orange juice, okay, well, then just have the orange because you're getting the fiber. You're still getting um, natural sugars but not as much in the juice. And you're getting the fiber and everything else that goes along with it. Mm. Same thing with apple juice. Eat the apple. Don't have the juice have water instead. So those are like two easy breezy things that people can do that causes almost no no pain to them, really. You know, some of the other stuff, you know, try and incorporate more fruits and vegetables into your diet. Um, another thing that's super cool for people trying to um, improve their nutrition and exercise is the information that's available on the web and the different apps there's a number of free nutritional a- apps for your phone and exercise apps that are free. Now, certainly you can pay for some that will do some other things for you. But if you don't know where to start, there's a number of resources that can show you, okay, here's, here's where I am. Here's what I want my goals to be. What, what sort of stuff do I need to do? So even if you didn't want to join a gym or even if you don't want to buy particular food or you don't want to buy organic, you can figure out, okay, I can – I can make these kind of things in the crock pot and throw it in there. It's healthy. Yeah. I can go away. And then when I come home with my kids after basketball practice, we can eat whatever. So there's a number of different resources for people to help them start where they are without it being crazy overwhelming. So the, the last time you had said um, that accountability was a really big part of that, what do you do when, for example, you do have family that are in a different place as far as their nutritional needs um i would imagine that's a that's a challenge that that certainly is a tricky place to be if you um the ideal situation is to have everybody on the same page so that they support your efforts and change and, and not sabotaging although i know that's not always the case um that is the ideal situation. The other ideal situation is to find, and there are, there are yummy, delicious meals that everybody can eat. So if you are the maker of the food, find those things and m- make it for everyone versus, oh, I'm going to make cheese ravioli and Alfredo sauce for my family and I'm going to have carrot sticks. Well, that's an extreme. But you know what I mean? Like make yep. something that everybody can have. Okay, we're going to have um, whole grain noodles um, with chicken over top of it with a marinara sauce instead of an Alfredo sauce. Okay, that's great. Everybody would like that. Everybody could eat it. It's still healthy. And maybe you just have less noodles. You know, mm-hmm. so there's ways to make a meal for everybody so that everybody could eat it and you're not, oh, I'm just having salad over here. Right. And that's and also to go back to what you said before about making small incremental changes. Yeah. Right. There's a big difference between coming to the table with your family that may not be ready to make nutritional changes and saying, oh, tonight we're having marinara sauce instead of Alfredo versus saying here's a piece of cabbage for each person. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's smaller incremental <laughs> Yeah. Changes. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's easy, easy things like that so that you can get, um, the, the families, the families buy in. Um, I made, uh, gluten-free, egg-free brownies the other day. And my son was like, I'm having no part of it. I'm having no part of it. I'm having no part of it. And then when he finally tasted it, he was like, oh, not so bad. He was like, the texture's weird. Texture's weird, but the taste is good. So Mm. I was like, okay. So, you know, I would say before you tell them what's in it (laughs) or before you (laughs) say what it is, just have them eat it first. Maybe that would be, that would be my sneaky uh, suggestion. But you can make us healthy brownies anytime you yes. like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they weren't bad. Again, the texture, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's just a matter of what you're always used to. Are you always used to gooey brownies oozing with chocolate everywhere? Or can you go with something that has a different texture? Still yummy, yummy taste for you. But from a um, health perspective, if you have gluten issues or dairy issues and, and sugar issues – you can make it um, with different ingredients so that um, you have healthier, healthier sweet treats going into your purse. And that's the other thing too. You can it doesn't if you are going on a healthy journey doesn't mean you can you don't get to have sweet treats ever again. I have the worst sweet tooth on the face of the planet. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but you know you have to find you have to find the options that you can make. That will work for you, that tastes good for you, that you like. There's many, mm-hmm. many different recipes on the web yeah. that can help you in, in that regard. You know what really surprises me is I talk to a lot of people about anxiety. And some of the things that you're mentioning as far as improving your diet are also the same things that help with your overall, your overall health. Really? Yeah. So uh, eliminating things like sugar mm-hmm. and caffeine – you know, uh, eating fruit as opposed to drinking fruit, mm-hmm. um, those are really huge when it comes to reducing anxiety as well. So That's kind of interesting. interesting. Well, I think when you're when you are putting, I'm going to call it real food or whole food versus a processed food. When you put those things into your body, your body is used to the used to those. Your body know, can process those better, so that you have more energy. So that your functions, your bodily functions process better so that you rest better. So I think that in turn could come back around and help with your – anybody with anxiety or issues sleeping or whatever. Um, another point um, I'd like to make that you referenced is sugar. Um, multiple studies have shown that um, sugar feeds cancer. Multiple studies have shown. Um, so – People need to be cognizant of that in the level of um, sweets that they eat and the type of sweets that they eat. Just because when you when you go, depending on the type of cancer that you have, a friend of mine went to MD Anderson and they did a dye test and they shot her blood full of um, the sugar and it went straight to the cancer. This is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Now you're talking about processed sugar. Not are you talking about natural sugar? Processed sugar. Okay. Pro- processed sugar. So I mean, obviously, you want to watch. Your level of, you know, you don't want to start drinking jars of honey. <laughs> but you know, Not even local honey? I heard that's good for you. It is good for yeah, you. Okay. I'm just saying the jars of it. <laughs> not like a Winnie the Pooh level. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not like a Winnie the Pooh level. Yeah. Yeah. So when you talk about how um, different foods that aren't bad for us affect our bodies, the thing that that makes me think about is that God created our bodies to not only honor him and glorify him, but to work in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Like it's a yeah. machine that is yeah. designed. 
Um, so have you found that your desire to eat healthier or to have this nutritional journey has affected your relationship with God? Or how has your relationship with God played into it? That's an interesting question. Um, I can speak more to that in regards to my exercise because when I'm struggling in my exercise, I pray often, help me finish, help me help me get through it, whatever it is, if I'm swimming laps, if I'm running, whatever that is, and I'll help me get through that. But from a nutritional perspective, I have not, and maybe I would be more successful in eating less sweet treats if I did uh, pray um, for assistance in that regard. But I, I don't see why there should be any difference in how we access the power of the Almighty God to help us overcome the struggles that we face, whether it's with exercise, diet, what anxiety, whatever it is. Yeah. We have his power. We just don't access it. What about you, Gene? You've sort of changed your nutritional pattern over the last— Yeah, and I think the the thing—and in, in, <clears throat> I've heard it several times in the last few months that you can't out-exercise a bad diet— that, that is a fact. And that was part of my problem was I exercised all the time, but I ate poorly. Um, mm. But again, asking God for help uh, through a friend was uh, given some information that helped me make some changes. And even today, everything is is predicated on my diet. And if I'm if I'm eating well, like Nina said before, if I'm drinking water, um, even if I don't, if my schedule's too busy to go to the gym or get the exercise that I want, then I still feel okay. But it's when I, you know, the holidays just came and ate more sugar than I was used to, felt sluggish, just felt kind of cloudy, didn't feel that great. And then I realized, oh, I have kind of slipped off into the ditch here. And so the motivation, this goes back to what you were saying earlier, Doug, I think that the discipline is not so much I'm willpowering my way to it now. It's more like, I just feel better. Mm. Like I feel better when I drink that mm. that whole glass of water before I get started in the morning. And mm. when I choose that instead of a soda or, and this may be sacrilegious, but sweet tea, you know, oh. I just feel, yeah, no, right? Oh, this might be, this may be my, my last podcast. But <laughs> yeah, I you're going to get killed on feel, the I know. I feel better. <laughs> Not because I made the right decision. Like, I'm not patting myself on the back. It's just my body responds differently. My body's going, yes, we like this, and we're letting you know that we like this. You know what? I think, though, <clears throat> some people, they don't know what they don't know, so they yeah. don't know that they're feeling poorly. Yes. Right. They don't know right. that right. I'm not sleeping well yeah. because I had ice, ice cream yeah. before I went to bed. Yeah. They don't know that they have constant post-nasal drip because they're allergic to some something that they ate. They don't know that they're not performing well or that they have brain fog or whatever it is because they've never not had it as an adult. Yes. So like that's once, their normal. That's their yes. Normal. Yep. Yeah. So once you start making some little changes and then you go, oh, I feel significantly better. Or, oh, I noticed this. Or, oh, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Then you can start taking more and more and more. And as you feel better and you start to perform better, it honors God and people see mm -hmm. a change and they're like, well, how does that work? And then yeah. you get more positive affirmation. You're working with your accountability buddy. It sort of feeds itself forward. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great point that sometimes we don't know 
where we're not healthy. So that's a great thing to communicate with God about mm-hmm. is say, God, can you show me the areas that I'm not healthy? Because we may not see it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the idea of the power of accountability. And again, I think that word is misconstrued, but the ability to share with somebody else if, if you fell, if you didn't do well, if you did eat the ice cream or, you know, um, you've been making poor choices, you know, so that the other person can can be encouraging in a way where they're saying, you know, when you when you do X, Y, Z, when you are on your path, when you are on your journey, um, you I can tell that you feel better. You know, you're you're more pleasant to be around. Things seem to go better because you are, um, you know, uh, on that path. But then also, too, I think it gives the other person the ability to say, hey, how can I pray for you? Mm. So let's say, you know, there's someone out there listening and they've made these changes and they've done good for three or four weeks. And then all of a sudden they start skidding off the the road a little bit, having people in your life that say, hey, I noticed the effort from the last three to four weeks. I saw some results. Mm. I'm not seeing that now. How can I pray for you? Because again, it could go back to, and this is something we'll touch and touch on in future podcasts, it could be a spiritual issue. It could be an, a, mm-hmm. a mental health issue. It could be an emotional issue yeah. that has nothing to do with whether they went to the gym or whether they drank water, but they're having fights with their kids or their husband or their job or something like that mm-hmm. to where now it all, you know, e- even though we're talking about all these topics separately, that they're all going to tie in because they're all part of who we are as, you know. And that's something beings. that we talk a lot about at Celebrate <coughs> Recovery because we have a lot of people who come to Celebrate Recovery that have food issues yeah. um, of all different types. And sometimes it's based on anxiety and sometimes it's based on, you know, a history of abuse. There's lots of reasons yes. for food issues. Yes. Um, but exactly what you're saying, the strength is in the community, in finding a community of more than one person that can build you up and every week say, how can we pray for you, you know, and then come together and say, hey, this is where I'm struggling, but this is also where I had success. And we build that into programs like Celebrate Recovery, and you'd be surprised how many people are there for food issues. I really, I really wouldn't be surprised. I think probably more people need to go there because there's a lot of people that do have um, food issues for a variety of reasons. You've got, you know, people that end up overeating and then they have poor self-image and body shaming and that sort of thing. And then you have people that go the other way and say, oh, I need to lose some weight. And then they end up on the anorexia or bulimia um, side of things, neither of which is healthy because they've turned um, and something into a, an extremely unhealthy habit and having to peel away those layers and explore why that is versus just getting to a safe body weight, if you will. That's not, right. that's not the end result. You mm-hmm. want to peel away what those layers are to be able to see what is the, the core issue and yeah. use the food as a nutritional means to fuel your body versus an escape Yes. So sometimes you have to become healthier emotionally and spiritually, bef- and spiritually yes. before you can become healthy yes. physically. Yes. I would say that for sure. I've certainly come across people before who the fat actually is like a barrier between them and the world. And so they can lose all of this weight and then uh, eventually it'll just come right back. And it's almost like a psychological thing where they're like, man, I just I need to have this protection. 
around me. I had a friend who was molested when she was a child, and so she was overweight her entire life because she didn't want people to pay any kind of exactly. any kind of sexual attention to her at all. And yep. when she was an adult and she started to lose weight, she was an attractive person. She completely came unglued because she didn't know how to process mm, yep. the attention and all of that. So it was a very challenging time in, in her life. So there's a number of different reasons why people have um, – issues with food. It's interesting. You were talking about uh, setting goals before. I came across this uh, this acronym, SMART, um, when it comes to the setting of goals. Be specific. That's S. M is measurable. A is attainable. R is relevant. And T is time-bound. So a lot of the things that you were talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fit in with that. And you kind of you kind of knew those things automatically. I thought that was pretty cool. And, and we'll touch base on that in future episodes too because that can apply to lots of different areas. Um, but you're right. It, it definitely hits home with nutrition and fitness because people have a tendency to like not be specific and there's no time on it and it's not measurable. They're just like, I'm just going to do better or, you know, I'm going to be a better person or – you know, I'm going to be more spiritual or, you know, any kind of thing like that. So, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be referencing that as we go forward. So, well, Nina, thank you for stopping by. It's my pleasure. Yes, we may have you on again because I have a feeling this is going to be quite popular. This, this is, is so fun. It is. We, we try to have fun. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so, um, Josh, will you pray Absolutely. for us? And- Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to be here today. We thank you for each person that is listening. Uh, We ask that you would reach out and speak to them in such a way that they can hear your voice clearly. So I pray for them. I pray for us in this room uh, that if there are things that are unhealthy in our lives, reveal that to us. Reveal what needs to be cleaned so that we can be drawn closer to you and that we can have a healthier life that reflects your glory in our lives. And so, Lord, we pray that anybody who needs help out there, Lord, that you would put the right people in their path, that you may even put in their heart to reach out to us or just to someone, the right person that will encourage them and build them up and strengthen them. And we pray that you would be glorified in those relationships. In your name, amen. 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 Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time. God bless.